Welcome back to another Daily Walk. So today we're going to continue in looking at our cults. This might be our last one. I want to get off of cults and onto other things, but... Um, you know what? There's one more I think we'll do after this. So, uh, again, we're looking at this How to Identify Dangerous Religious Groups little booklet. And uh, there are links for it you can find. It. I'm not sure you can buy it, but at least you can get a better view what to look for and who to contact to see if you can find a copy. Um, but we talked about the various forms of cults. We talked about different uh, different traits, different groups. You know, what are the marks of them? Now we're going to be talking about the bait and switch. This is kind of what makes a cult such a dangerous thing: is you get into it because you want one thing, but you end up leaving uh, with a, a wake of destruction and multiple other directions in your life. And so, you know, you, you get into a into one of these business MLM cult things and. You end up getting in there so you can make a lot of money. You end up leaving in there spending thousands and thousands and losing a lot. Um, you you get into a religious cult because you're trying to find God and you end up finding devotion to one crazy psycho leader. That's kind of a you know a bait and switch. So there's a variety of these bait and switches they identify here. And um, as far as your your different ones, we're just going to plow through these really quick uh, without diving into you know, solid scriptural re references around them, uh, just as a general overview. So the first major switch, and this is of your religious cults, um, they switch from Christ to another. This is, you, you go to find God and you end up worshiping David Koresh instead. He's like, what? <laughs> you know, and as I had indicated um, last time, there's, you know, there's a lot of your uh, church growth churches, not all of them, but a lot of them do tend to take on some culty-like attitudes. You know, if you question the leader, you're questioning God himself. That is that bait and switch. You go into church to find the connection with Jesus, and you end up instead having to submit yourself to the leader of that church instead. Not a pastor, but a leader, which is certainly an interesting thing. And so as we are looking at this, this switch you go in to find God and they switch it from devotion to Christ to devotion to the leader and the leader's goal and the leader's mission, that becomes a, a serious challenge. Um, the second switch is from the word of God to the word of men. This is one of the things that starts to happen in a lot of your religious cults. You have like your, your Mormons, your Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, they kind of start out with the Bible and they kind of get you in with that because, you know, everyone's brought up with respect to the Bible. But then the problem becomes... When, when you get in there and you start questioning different things, well, like, oh, well, this book by our leader clarifies that. This book by our leader teaches uh, that was just the start. This book by our leader, and you're shifting the power from the word of God over into the word of man. And that's certainly a danger and a problem among your, among your uh, religious groups here. When the, the Bible is the ultimate authority, if you cannot go into your church and question your pastor on the authority of the scriptures, you are in a cult. You are in a cult, okay? And that is, that is certainly an issue that I've seen in, in recent years is it's becoming less and less common for people to even have the ability to go in and ask for clarification. Um, or when you do, they're not respectful to that. They're instead wanting to focus on, on other things. And that's, that's kind of the problematic thing. That's kind of what I'm, what I'm talking about. Um, so the, the third switch is from leadership to tyranny. So of course, good solid leadership is, is a direction. It's a focus. It is, 
It's a specific thing where we have a direction we can go into. We are given tools to move in certain directions and it's kind of just up to us. And then tyranny though is when if you don't conform to this view, you're out. Or, you know, obviously tyrannical countries, you know, dictators, you know, you're probably going to disappear up in the hills somewhere. Um, dangerous religious groups, man, they, they have ways of, of getting you to the point where it's like, if you don't do X, Y, or Z thing, that's a problem. And that's a problem. <laughs> okay. Tyranny is when they are directing you to lead by example, lead by serving, don't lead by dictatorship or by command. You can't be leading by God gave me the vision. And so I am the one that's right. Uh, the next one they talk about here is faith to presumption. Um, so faith, this one's kind of a harder one to grasp. I will, hopefully it's, it's also hard to explain. So faith is like, like I'm sitting on this bench here and I kind of, I didn't come over here and put this bench through rigorous testing. I had faith that the bench would actually hold me. And it's, I'm, it's, it's kind of waning because the bricks or the boards on this thing are getting a little old, but there's still this nice steel matter column right here in the middle. So I'm pretty sure I'm safe, but faith is, faith is an action based on some degree of, uh, some degree of, of past understanding or knowledge, you know, faith in Christ, faith in God is faith in, in the, the promises that he gives us in the scriptures. That's kind of an important thing. And then what they do is from faith to presumption, presumption is with, doesn't have any background. It doesn't have any historical merit. So faith has a historical merit. I've sat on this bench numerous times. It's in my backyard. Okay. I've sat on this bench a lot. I had, I had, my faith was based on past precedent. Their faith in scriptures is based on the past precedent of Christ. In John 14, you know, he says, if I'm going out to my father to prepare a way for you and I'm coming back for you, we have, we have faith because he said he's done this and the other things that he said are true. So faith has a, an element of what we know has already happened. Presumption is you don't really have any real evidence. You have their word. It's going to come true. And that is, uh, that's your difference from, from moving from faith onto presumption. Um, from separation to isolation. So we talked about this with cults trying to restrict the types of friendships and associations and stuff that you have, right? And oftentimes they want to separate you out from old ways and into certain new ways, but then their goal isn't really separation. Their goal is to isolate you out because if you're isolated out, you are bound to the rules of their individual communities. So the call to Christ is never one of isolation. It does call us to live separately from the world, but it calls us to live in the world while we're separate from the world. So Jesus goes, he calls Matthew out of his tax collector's booth. And then as he calls Matthew out of that booth, all right, he, he goes in and he promptly, Matthew promptly throws him a party and Jesus shows up at this party that, that man, this is full of tax collectors and sinners, which would mean prostitutes, you know, peddlers, whatever is illegal at the time is likely going to be there at that party. Now, as a Christian, we don't necessarily have to avoid every one of those situations, but we have to go there knowing our task, our goal in our life is that of Christ, to build relationships, to help pull people out of that crazy type of lifestyle, not to isolate people, but to separate us from the sin of our past. Walk no longer as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind is another one from Ephesians 4. So, 
the, the cult seeks to separate us, not into bringing us into a true understanding of Christ, but separating us to isolate us from everyone else so that we are beholden to their very decrees and commands. Um, chapter, or excuse me, switch number six is from salvation to false trust. Very related to uh, number four, the faith to presumption. Salvation versus false trust. Salvation is a true, real thing that happens in our life in Christ. But uh, false trust is just trusting in this leader for whatever reason the leader is kind of placing our trust. The salvation is the result of what we believe not the result of what we do. Okay, and this is this is that bring us down to what is salvation? Do we know that we are sinners, that we are incapable of changing that sin and that God has come down to earth perfectly God and perfectly man, born of a virgin, walked on this earth sinless? Do we know that? Okay, and then do we tr place our faith in him knowing that he is able to conquer death on our behalf? That is salvation. False trust is trusting in what the leader says, no matter what kind of things he wants to do. All right, so that is our last switch. Next time, we're going to wrap it up next Daily Walk. And we're going to be talking about what's the difference between a right kind of church and a dangerous religious group. So with that, we're going to leave it here. So thanks for coming along on this Daily Walk. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.